so when I mention the term pivot, I may have to pivot as far as my expectations. Welcome to Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast. I am your host, Dr. Wita L. Brown. I inspire and promote movement. I explain how running adds to life from a mental wholeness aspect. How obstacles can be overcome in life to make it to your finish line. Welcome to Running is Cheaper Than Therapy episode 91. Also, welcome to season six. I hope all of you had a wonderful holiday season. Mine was challenging, but I won't get into all of that. But just know Southwest had a lot to do with it. For those who personally know me, you know the drama I had with getting my luggage from my flight that was canceled to go home for Christmas. I just want to start again by thanking everyone who listens to Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast. I want to thank all of my former and future guests. I want to thank all who have dropped a comment, share the podcast with your friends. I appreciate so much all of your support on my passion project, as I call it. This may be my last season, and doing a podcast is time-consuming and requires a lot of work and money. I may be ending this podcast, but starting a new one, which won't require as much work, but it'll be fun all the same. Um, Details coming soon on something else that's near and dear to me. Today, as we start a new year, a new year has endless possibilities, endless options. There is always hope for change and there's always, always excitement with something new. I remember thinking of the holidays, being a kid on Christmas Day, getting new toys, opening presents and how excited you were, how you spent hours playing with this new toy or new bike or whatever it was. And after the newness wore away, sometimes the interest waned, which is how a lot of people get past February with New Year's resolutions and goals set for the year. And in order to reach goals, aspirations, you have to be consistent. I talked about this last year, New Year's first podcast, New Year, New You, which I rebroadcast at the beginning of the year. Today, I want to talk about something else called pivoting. Actually, The Pivot is one of my new favorite podcasts, although I watch it on YouTube. All who know me know that I'm a diehard sports fanatic. The reason I love sports as a spectator and as an athlete is I love a challenge. I love the team concept, particularly in football. It's the ultimate team sport. One player is depending on so much for a quarterback, say, to be good. He has to know how to throw the ball for one, has to know his progressions, has to be able to see the field, has to know the defense, the good ones do. They anticipate a move before a player makes it. Has to have a good offensive line. They know how to get the ball out of his hands real fast. A run like my quarterback does, although you risk the possibility of injury when you leave the pocket. For the defense, they have to know the offense. They have to know where they think the ball is going. They have to be able to block the run if it's not a pass play. All those components weigh together. 
And then if you get to the point where there's a tie game, even though people make fun of the kicker saying they're not true athletes, a mini game has been won or lost by a field goal. And as an aside, I used to cover sports on a regular. And when I was in training in residency, we covered a lot of high school football games. Most of the teams I covered had the worst kickers. They missed extra points and field goals all the time. And those times you realize the importance of a kicker. So sports and why I love it. One, team concept. Not only depending on the team that's in football, but the relationships that you form. Even in sports such as ones that I love, triathlons, which is pretty much an individual sport. But you do form bonds. And I find that when I work out with people, when I'm a member of a consistent team, or when I do challenges, which I don't typically do, it motivates me to do more. When I run with a friend, if I say I have 20 miles to run when I'm training for a long race, it makes the hurt better if I have someone to experience it with. So I also like the fact that it brings people together who may not normally be friends. Again, with my Florida football, people from different walks of life, black, white, people who may never form a bond, form that bond because they're in a particular sport. I have friends who I love dearly, who I would never have probably met outside of some of my sports. It gives you goals and aspirations. It teaches you lessons that you can take and use in other parts of your life. Those challenges, those obstacles that you overcome, and say a sporting event game, you can use when you're going through in life to have patience, to realize a lot of things are outside of your control. And all you can do is control what you can. Something that's very valuable, particularly with long course triathlons. In life, there's a lot of things that are totally out of your control. And no matter how type A, no matter how you think you have control over everything, there's some things that you don't. You just got to roll with it. It also teaches you to keep moving. Again, back to my sport of football. You fumble the ball. You throw an interception. Can't focus on that play. You got to move on to the next one. Your goal is to win the game. Our goal is to win the game of life. After the game, you make steady film to help prepare you for the next game. But you don't stop and lament over the mistake you made. You move on and you learn from it later. Again, with life, you can't stop every time you make a mistake. Every time something doesn't go your way. You have to keep moving. You have to pivot. So just an update on my life. As my listeners and personal friends know, I had surgery in April 2022. Something called microfracture. I have an episode regarding microfractures. I was on crutches for six weeks. Then I continued to rehab. And I was doing pretty well. Slower than I anticipated. But I got back to running intervals. And my knee was feeling so great until I went to homecoming in October of 22. I danced like I lost my mind. I walked a lot. I also ran a lot. It was a nice part of our hotel. When I came home, I was really, really sore, both legs. And it took a long time for my soreness to go away. And then I went skiing for a couple of days. And my operative knee actually held up pretty good, but my other knee started bothering me. So I went to see my old partner. 
got a what's hyaluronic acid injection, which I talked about on another episode, Ask the Doc. That was my first episode of Ask the Doc, I do believe. And I got a cortisone injection on my left knee. So I've been doing okay, but every time I try to run, one of them flares up. That has caused a lot of frustration. And also, it's kind of funny, I'm kind of clumsy. For those who don't know me, I was packing for homecoming. So I was on the floor putting stuff in my suitcase. And I went to get up and I put pressure to help me get up on my laundry basket, which was near. And it collapsed and I fell and I hit my shoulder. And I already have a, I have a partial thickness rotator cuff tear from 2017. I was lifting weights and I actually was just stacking a weight and it was heavy. And I was trying to put it on the top bar and it jarred my shoulder trying to put it back up. And I sustained a partial thickness rotator cuff tear. And I got what's called a PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma. They take blood from your arm, they spin it, and they inject it. And this has healing properties. And it's supposed to help with different issues. People use it for rotator cuff, plantar fasciitis, knee pain related to like cartilage injury. So I've had it in my knees as well. And some people actually use it for different cosmetic facials and things like that. So I had a PRP injection initially and it helped. And then I had one about two years ago and it helped. So I haven't had to have any type of surgery for my shoulder. But it flares up from time to time because I do a lot of swimming, training. My shoulder started bothering me, but I initially didn't notice them when I was at homecoming. Because I was having time in my life. I was so happy. Like, my knee feels good because my knee actually started bothering me homecoming of 21. And it's never got better and ultimately had that surgery. So maybe I shouldn't go to homecoming, which would not be the case because... I love homecoming, as you probably heard on my episode entitled Homecoming, <laughs> what it means to come home. When I started back swimming, and I swim, I try to swim at least three days a week. Sometimes I do four, but that's rare. Usually three, two to three. And I swim usually 45 minutes to an hour, depending on what's planned for me. For that day, I have a triathlon coach. So I took some time off like after homecoming because my shoulder was a little sore. Like whenever I tried to do any overhead activities, did like an easy workout, which didn't bother me. And I tried to do a longer workout because my coach is pretty intense, you know, constant swimming. Because it's my weakest of the three sports and triathlon, swimming, bike and running. Uh, my shoulder was really bothering me. I decided to get an MRI to make sure when I fell and progressed from a partial tear to a full thickness tear. Because it was a full thickness tear. That would require surgery in order for me to have full use of my arm. So I got an MRI and it showed nothing is just ever easy or normal with me. <laughs> I had a partial thickness tear on another muscle. There are four muscles that make up your rotator cuff. Supraspinatus, infraspinatus, subscapularis, and teres minor. The most two common tendons torn are the supraspinatus and the infraspinatus. So this MRI, I had a partial tear of my supraspinatus, but they did not mention a tear of my infraspinatus. I gave them my old MRI so they could compare. They downloaded it to like the um, hospital. So he didn't have it to compare. So I'm not sure if it was just the fact that it was so small that they didn't see it on the read. Because tears usually don't heal on their own. So, but I also had something that's interesting called um, infraspinatus atrophy. 
the atrophy, if you hadn't heard of it, like sometimes like after athletes have surgery until like one, say quad, say ACL, their quadriceps, since they haven't been on it, is weaker or smaller than the other side. Muscles get smaller from disuse or following surgery. Or oftentimes with infraspinatus and supraspinatus atrophy, after you get a rotator cuff tear, particularly chronic, you get atrophy and something called what's called fatty infiltration, which means it's chronic. It means it's been going on a long time. I didn't have any fatty infiltration. I just had atrophy, and it's rare to have, and it's not severe atrophy usually. So sometimes you can have a blockage, such as a cyst or something, if you have a labral tear. Because I'm giving an anatomy of the shoulder. You have a labral tear, which I have on my MRI. I have a labral tear and some bicep stuff going on, but symptomatically they're not significant. The rotator cuff is more significant. In season six, I will continue this segment as the doc. If you have any questions or concerns related to muscular skeletal health, please email me at runningischeaperthantherapyolb at gmail.com. Send me a social media message via Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or go to my website at www.weouilife.com. Click on the prompt and leave a voice message. Select messages will be aired and answered. Thank you. So if you have a lesion that puts pressure on that nerve, such as a cyst, where after it leaves your supraspinatus, which is on the top part of the shoulder, it can put pressure on the nerve. As it goes into the infraspinate, and that caused atrophy, but that was not seen on my MRI. So after my MRI, I went back to see my orthopedic surgeon. They test your muscles grossly. They ask you to resist against them. So resisting my right side is significantly not weaker than the other, particularly with external rotation, rotating your arm out. And that motion is what's controlled by the muscle infraspinatus. My infraspinatus was weak compared to the other side, but you can tell on overall muscle test because that side overall was a little bit weaker to the other side. But sometimes that weakness can be just too pain. But when we're doing a TheraBand exercise, you see like the red bands, blue bands, yellow bands people use when they go to physical therapy. I can tell my right side was weaker than the other side and it just wasn't related to pain. So after that, I had what's called a EMG test, which is a nerve conduction test, where they put electrodes and stimulate your nerve, and they also use needles to stimulate your nerve. And it just confirmed that I had isolated involvement of my infraspinatus. So I really didn't say much. So before I had EMG, I had a cortisone injection seat that would help calm things down in my shoulder. It helped for maybe two days, but it bothers me particularly. I'm right-handed. And it's my right shoulder. So anytime I reach overhead from doing my hair, because that requires overhead activities, it aggravates me. Um, and it's getting worse instead of better. So I had another PRP injection actually on yesterday from the time of this recording. And it's really sore due to PRP injection. It feels like not during the injection. Actually, this time was the best out of the three times I had my shoulder down. It feels like you've been sucker punched, like my shoulder 
Like, I feel like I've been fighting. My shoulder's really, really sore. It hurts to even <laughs> lift it a little bit. But it's starting to go away. And after that, I'm hoping that it will help this time and I'll be able to get back to swimming because that's the major thing. When I found out about this isolated infraspinatus atrophy, I did some research. It's common. It's not common in general, but it's seen in volleyball players because they do a lot of overhead activities. I saw one isolated article about a swimmer. So I'm thinking maybe my um, isolated infraspinatus is the fact that I do a lot of swimming. In a study with volleyball players, when they did intensive rehab, the atrophy went away. So I'm not sure. And I won't be able to get a study to follow up on that if I need an MRI for something else. Maybe because it won't be correlated to what my clinical outcome would be. Meaning if I get it just to follow up with my atrophy to see if it's gone away, it won't determine whether I need surgery or not. And my insurance won't pay for it. And I'm not going to pay for it. Because tests are outrageously expensive, even with insurance. So my course of action now would be to, again, see if this PRP injection works. Get back to swimming. I've been doing a challenge. Just walking. Have to do 90 minutes of activity every day. So I've been doing walking strength training. And I actually got back on my bike in December after everything was bothering me. It started again, like the end of October. So like November was when it really hit me. I was really down because I love running. I love biking more so outside than inside. And we're at the inside part of biking in Chicago at this time. And I actually like swimming. I don't love it, but I actually like it. I more so like it with the group when I was going to a master's class. So I was down because I couldn't do anything. And it's my stress relief. My job is stressful. Life is stressful. Especially around the holidays. So I was like, what was me? kind of in a dump and doing nothing and us nothing i'm seriously nothing i didn't work watch tv some work on my podcast maybe went out a little bit did a little bit of traveling over on holidays but i wasn't myself because i had just felt defeated so it started like a pattern it's like i don't feel like biking because like i know i can't race because i can't run i can't swim i don't really feel like getting on my bike inside so I really didn't do anything. I can't remember last time I hadn't done anything for this long period of time. Even after a race, I took time off, but it wasn't this long. So the challenge has got me back. I might not be able to run right now, but I can walk. And I have friends who power walk doing triathlons, a whole marathon, a couple actually. So if all this fails, or I can do aqua bikes, which is called, which is a swim and bike, depending on what's going on with my shoulder. So when I mention the term pivot, I may have to pivot as far as my expectations because my goal this year was to do another full distance Ironman and I had paid for so many before and deferred. So I didn't have to pay anymore for the race I planned to do in September of 23 and also in preparation for it was doing 70.3. So I was lamenting the fact that since I couldn't do that big race, what's the point in doing anything? Which is not a great way to see things. Because in April, I couldn't walk. And even after the six weeks when I couldn't put weight on it and I could walk, I still couldn't walk. Because my leg was weak. I was limping. It hurt too much. So I had to wean myself off the crutches. 
So I thought I couldn't walk in April, May. I can walk. Doesn't hurt. I can walk a long time. So I just need to be thankful that I got to that point and be thankful I can do that. Some people can't even walk. Some people don't even have legs. So I need to be in gratitude for what I can do and do what I can and move some. And as I said before, the reason why I like sports, I need to keep it moving. Whatever I can do, I can do. And instead of thinking, I have to do this to train, do it because you enjoy it. You like being outside. You like the fresh air. You like the peace, the calm that it gives you, particularly when you walk at lunch, taking a break from all the rigmarole and realize you're more effective on those days. You take time for yourself at lunch for that walk. I know you may not be what you consider your best or your peak, like when you're training, you're moving something. You're getting that car, heart rate up. Get on that bike. Instead of watching Netflix on the couch, watch it on your trainer. Because soon it'll be warm and you want to ride outside. <laughs> and you want to keep up with your friends. So I think Zaza for the 45 hard challenge that she started in January, beginning of January, because that kind of got me focused on something. I do better when I have something to focus on. And my focus was on those races. And when I thought that maybe I might not be able to make those races, it's like my focus was gone. And I'm tired of signing up for races and paying for them and not racing. So the challenge got me something to focus on. And I also want to focus on strengthening my life so I can ski because there's something else I love to do. And it's the only part of the year I can do it. So my goal is to do what I can, whether it just be walking. But I think eventually I should be able to run. Goal is not to stress my knee to the point of hurt yeah, to do enough to gradually add more without having a setback. I think I just did too much doing homecoming. And regarding my shoulder, if the PRP doesn't work, the next step would be surgery, which while I don't want to have it, I still can walk. <laughs> I still can ride my bike on my trainer, too, after the initial couple of days. Although it was very fun trying to maneuver with one arm. It's still maybe better than crutches, though. <laughs> so that's where I am as far as me and the reason why I wanted to do this pivot episode was because I may have pivot, but I don't have to give up. I may not be able to do what I want this year, but 2020 taught us something that we're not in control and life happens. You kind of deal with it. You may have to do plan B, C, D, but you keep moving. You may fall down or get down, but get back up. There's always tomorrow. You never know what could happen, good or bad. So that's my focus for 2023 is to be healthy, figure out what's going on, which may require some further investigation, do what I can, whether it would just be walking, riding my bike, enjoy the moment, try not to regret the fact that I'm not where I was. Or be sad about what may happen in the future, but enjoy today because that's all we have. 
And that's just not only in relation to sports, but in life. We too often can't enjoy the moment because we're thinking about the past or worrying about the future. But all we have is today. So seize the day, lose something, tell someone you love them, give someone a hug. Life is hard and relationships matter. That wraps up this episode of Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you already haven't, please download Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast on Apple, Spotify, or however you listen to your favorite podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, or possible show topics, please email Run It Is Cheaper Than Therapy, OLB, Omaha Love Brown. Again, that's Run It Is Cheaper Than Therapy, Omaha Love Brown at gmail.com. I also can be reached via Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Handle We Life, We Love, OUI Life, OUI Love. Thank you, and please tune in again.